Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair with two guests with me this week. A very warm welcome to Lisa Rabinowitz. Good evening. And to Steve Cox. Good evening. Uh, Listen, the draw at Arsenal means fourth place is no longer in our hands. And I think we should start there, lady and gentlemen. So, that's it. The West Ham versus Stretford is probably one of the most important games we've never played in which is happening almost as we speak. We're recording this on the night that the bowling ground sees its last game. Where do we start? Bowling ground? Stretford? Us? No, we don't want to talk about Stretford, do Correct. we? Correct. No. Right. So, so let's, start, start with let's start with the Arsenal. Shall we start with the Arsenal game then first? Well, there were some positive points in it. Really? Well, we scored two goals. <laughs> we started well. We put in some we effort. Did, yeah. Which, which, was different which we haven't. Our, exactly. Yeah. So let's, talk, let's start positive. Let, let's get Lisa Rabinowitz start, starting on a positive note. So give us the positives about the Arsenal game. Started well? We started very well. Two we, great goals. We took control. Um, two very good goals. Um, both De Bruyne and Aguero did what they're supposed to do. And the midfield, Fernando, Fernandinho were excellent to begin with. I really couldn't fault them at the start so they seem to come out with positive. intent you know the sort of yeah. attitude yeah. that we were all hoping for uh, a week earlier kind of did seem to someone seemed to have had a word with them and it was it was it was a different looking city different feel to the whole sort of setup Arsene Wenger actually said after the match that he wasn't expecting mm. them to have that intensity yeah. which is a little bit embarrassing but I think shows you that we haven't seen that a lot, but it was it was it was exactly what I would have liked to have seen most of the season. It does prove one thing: he's at least been watching us this season. If he wasn't expecting to have the intensity, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, there was a lot that we pressed them, and and they gave the ball up rather a lot because they were being pressed. Um, their first foray into our half um, ended up with um, Clichy almost heading the ball into the net. 
um, and it, it just went past the post with um, Joe Hart smirking. Um, and, and as an ex-keeper, what was your view of the, the Joe smirk, in, in all seriousness? <laughs> I, I think he should have been holding his head in his hands more, really, because I, it's up to him. He, he's the one that can see what's behind Clichy. He's the one that should be telling Clichy what to do with that ball and not to be too clever with it, the fact that there's nobody behind it, and it should have just disappeared into Rosette. Which, to be fair to Mangala, that's what he seemed to do for most of that game, was put the ball into Rosette. Quite Too often we've tried to play the ball out this season, and actually just seeing the ball hit, the stand is, is, is all right by me, as long as it's not uh, a corner that somebody then scores from. And it led to the yeah. goal, their first yeah. goal. Uh, well, I mean, that's, the defending from the corner was poor, to say the least. But, you know, I think Hart was actually telling Clichy to get rid of it. So clearly there's just no a communication breakdown there. But, uh, yeah. you know, to con- they'd done nothing really, Arsenal. To concede a goal from that was really disappointing. And it seems that we don't practice corners either taking or defending them so do we practice any set pieces like mm. that that would be my concern with that well we got to haven't we i mean <laughs> we used to in my sort of you know my sort of amateur days you, you, you practice this sort of thing they've got yeah i'm sure they do listen I, we're, we're all a bit depressed aren't we here really i think is, is the bottom yeah. line where it's difficult to lift ourselves and come out fighting and shutting people down but uh, so I, i'm really struggling to know where we start here because you know we can talk about the arsenal game but the reality is it's where it leads us really is, yeah. is the issue isn't it after the season we've had yeah. with the investment we've had all, all the things we've talked about we're in a situation now where potentially we are not you know we will win the we'll win the league cup sorry we've won the league cup We'll have one trophy in the cabinet, which is probably our least favoured one of the four we were gunning for not that, man, not, not that many weeks ago. And we're potentially not even going to get fourth place and, and not guarantee European or, or, or Champions League football next season. That's not a great situation to be in, is it, after all that City have been through and, and all the expectation and so on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty depressing, actually. But is, given the way we've played, is that any more than we've deserved this year? I think probably not, to be fair. Well, in the league, I mean, yeah. we know, you know it's, well, yeah. it's well documented our performance against top, you know, the top half of the table and so on. So let's leave the Arsenal game to one side for the moment. You know, there, there were some positives in there. You know, Fernandinho had a good game again and you know, capped a pretty good season. Good to see Kelechi and Nacho starting, yeah. you know, second game on the trot and all that. We know all that stuff. Yeah. I think we should probably concentrate. And next week, which incidentally is going to be our last podcast of the season, we, we will probably have a, a proper full season review with our award ceremony and so on. But let's just try and reflect, if we can, on, on what has been, and to be fair to you, Lisa, all season you've been talking about, you know, this is a poor season uh, under, in your words, a poor manager. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, there were some pundits who were suggesting we might not finish in the top four, and they were getting a lot of um, comments from City fans to say otherwise, but I actually agreed with them. So, actually, our start to the season surprised me more than the way we finished it. I think the the way the season has gone, you could see that happening from last season. And the problems weren't addressed in, when, with the players that we bought. I'm not denying that De Bruyne is a great signing, but I'm not sure about the rest of them at all. Um, like We didn't address the fact we needed a, another left-back. One problem. Um, you look at some of the games in the season, like Norwich away, Aston Villa away. If we played with half the intensity we did against Arsenal... We, then that match against Arsenal doesn't have the same complexion. And you look at the end of the season when you see the fixture list and you see you're going to be playing Arsenal at home second to last match of the season. Do you want in any situation to be relying on winning that game? No. Like, so we could, 
There are so many things that have happened throughout the season that have contributed to this, but it isn't just about that Arsenal match at all. It's almost irrelevant. I, I just think it's been building and building, and everyone's, every time we've had a decent result, I'm not even going to say decent performance, a decent result, people say, oh, it's going to be okay, but really it's just because we've played very poor opposition. I mean, obviously, it, this is multifaceted, Steve. This is not kind of just the players, or it's not just the manager, or it's not just the management. Clearly, there's a... You know the aging squad we've talked about as well. Do you want to pick up on one of those for us, yeah, and sort of, think, sort of which which one would yeah. you pick up first? I, th- I think the squad at the moment is is transitioning from a squad of aging players to a squad of youth. We've kind of reduced it this year. Sterling coming in, De Bruyne coming in. That's getting in the right direction. But you've still got older players there: Torre, Fernandinho. They're all they're all getting on a little bit. Not not withholding the fact that Fernandinho has been one of the outstanding players this year. He still had his 31st birthday two weeks ago. So we, the issues we have had have been that we've not been able to, without breaching the financial fair play, make wholesale changes to a squad. You can afford to change maybe two or three players a season at the level we're trying to buy players in. You, De Bruyne was the best part of 50 million. Sterling was 50 million. There you go, it's 100 million spent already. So... Unfortunately, we're kind of hogtied a little bit. We can't just go out and change that whole squad. That said, we've not got able deputies for some of those players in that squad. Lisa quite rightly says, at left-back, we look a bit short. Clichy, I enjoy seeing him play. Kolarov, he's very good going forward. He's awful to a degree, shocking going backwards. Um, So we needed a left-back. That said, we've got Angelino in the under-21s. Why was he not promoted? And I think Pellegrini seems to, he, he seems to defer that kind of decision. There have been a couple of players that have made piecemeal odd appearances in the first-team squad this year, um, Kelechi being one of them. Brandon Barker has appeared. We, we had the debacle of the Chelsea loss in the FA Cup where we put out you know, a, a pretty good youngster squad but other than that where have they got that experience from and that's not mm. coming and we need to we need to do that we need do need to move on yeah. some of those players need to move on I now. Mean, even Ianacho has not been used as much as he should no. have been and and almost now when it's I think Pellegrini's getting desperate he's starting to use him when there have been many times when he's brought on Bonnie or Ianacho's not even been on the bench and it just seems crazy to not have taken the opportunity to have someone who can clearly score a goal on the pitch for at least 20 minutes of a game when we needed them. So, yeah. and so some, some of those that we have brought in haven't worked. Whilst no. De Bruyne has, Sterling, Sterling has to a degree-ish. Bonnie, my fridge, really? my, my fridge moves more than Bonnie the, 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 at home. The thing about Sterling... <laughs> you need and to I, get your fridge seen too, Steve. I, I, do. I don't want to write Sterling off. I know he's young and I'd like to see whether he can come good under Guardiola. But at the time we bought him, I wondered why we had especially yep. at the price. And I know I said before, when you put, in, put us into the market, the price goes up anyway, so the number is almost irrelevant. But I still think to fulfil the English player quota, we could quite easily have bought, I don't know, Charlie Austin, Shane Long for £10 million or less, stuck them on the bench. They'd be better than Bonnie. And, and we'd have a lot more money to spend. So I know what you're saying about not being able to make changes, but I think that's because we are going for all these big signings because it looks good and De Bruyne I'm sure is a great investment but there are others that I'm I'm just not sure they are and you know how much worse would it have been keeping Denea 
rather than spending another 40 million on the defender. But, but just, and it, there are all these things. We don't know the answer to this. I'm not sure how much Pellegrini could control this. And, and although I'm not a big Pellegrini fan, I'm, you know, he may not have had as much control as I think he does. But Listen, we'll, we'll never know. Can I just go back to one thing you said in just yeah. one Because he has come in for an awful amount of criticism. Yeah. But, you know, he was a proven goal scorer at Swansea. Yeah. You know, in the Premier League, regularly scoring goals against top sides. And when we bought him, we didn't sit and say, what a waste of space but, he's going to be. But, but did, we buy, did we buy for a, play, a player that performed well in a system used by Swansea, trying to put him into a, a system used by City? And, and, and I don't really see where he fits into a City system. If you're going to play Bonnie, then you need to have two wingers putting crosses in in the air, not on the ground. Navas quite rightly will put them in in the air if you ask him to, but if you're playing Bonnie behind Aguero, it's not going to achieve the same effect. Mm. And I think Delph is another example of a player that we bought. And, and, and Delph why, why is like, have we not played in this? He's, he's like Jekyll and Hyde. Well, Delph has been injured been quite injured a lot, lot. But, yeah, but when he has played, he's been like Jekyll and Hyde. One game, he's been brilliant, and I thought, cool, this, this guy really can do something for us. The next game, he plays like an umpty. But sometimes he's been played on the left wing, which yeah. just isn't fair on him. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, and that, that, uh, another hate of mine with Pellegrini is play, do it once and make a mistake, realise it doesn't work. Don't do it again. I mean, yeah. that's happened a couple of times. If we're starting with players, which I think we're sort of getting around to, it, can, I, can we pick out, and, and you know, we've done it before on this show a number of times, and I think there'll be a, a limited opportunity to do it because I'm sure he won't be with us next season, and that's Yaya. And, and yeah. yeah, we can talk about the amazing um, role he's played in winning his trophies and cups, and we can think of sort of Wembley appearances and cup finals and semi-finals and you know, league titles and all the stuff he's done, but this season he has been piss poor. You know, he really hasn't turned up, has he, in so many games, and he's been lethargic and lazy. And, and I think, you know, it's such a shame for somebody who has been such an amazing player. You know, and him in his, in his, at his peak going forward, he was unstoppable. You know, yeah. with the ball at his feet, he's, he's just been amazing. But actually, this season, he's been really awful. And, and, and that's upset me, actually, in many ways, to see him, the player that he clearly is, he's kind of almost given up. And it's, you know, it's sad to see. He's slow now, for a start. He, 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 he's, he moves faster forward than he does going back. I'll give him that much. But other than that, he's, he's, not, he's not the game-breaker that he has been in previous seasons. He just doesn't seem to be there. Whether the motivation's not there, whether... You know, Pellegrini doesn't seem like the guy to get the best out of some of these players by snapping at them a little bit. Well, can we do that then? I mean, any other players you want to pick up in particular in terms of sort of this, this disappointing season we've had and our performances against some of the top sides? Any other players particularly you want to pick up or should we pick up on your favourite subject, the manager? Pick- what you mean in terms of players who've also had disappointing seasons? Yeah. I mean, when Zabaleta's played... Again, this is sad. Mm. Like, it, it, for, for Torre, it's sad that we're going to... We need to remember him for what he has done for yep. City. And yeah. the same with Zabaleta... But even some of the fight seems to have gone out of Zabaleta, which, when you see that, is, is really disturbing. Kolarov, we know what I think of Kolarov. Um, that's been six years of wonderful memories of Kolarov. But um, I, I don't know that it's ever necessarily been 
one player always being poor. It's just never enough of them being good at the same time. Yeah. And, and that's got to come down to the manager. And, I, and I'm going to give you first go here, Lisa, because I know you've got some strong views. And, and to be fair to you, you know, you pretty consistently, you know, for quite a while, I've been talking about the role that manager plays. You know, with a mm. with a pretty good squad. Okay, we can talk about its aging. We can talk about its maybe past its peak. But you compare it with most of those other Premier Premier League sides. It's mm. not a bad side on paper. No. So, so give us your view of the manager and kind of his legacy and and, and so on and. and I think his legacy is he's left us in a worse position than when he arrived. Um, he he doesn't seem to be able to motivate the players. I know sometimes they shouldn't need any motivation, but that is his role. So th- there are games when you just like the Real Madrid second leg. I mean, I don't know what happened there, but they just may as well have not bothered being there. But I think partly the problem is is in his team selection. There have been so many times over the past three years, not just this season where you look at the team and think, what is he doing? And then halfway through the second half, he makes a couple of substitutions and we get to where we probably should have started from, which means he's wasted substitutions. He's wasted the opportunity to maybe win the game in the first half. And he has this stubbornness about him. This is the way we play. We're not going to change the way we play. We're not good enough to be like that, to think, well, this is the way we play and everyone else is just going to have to deal with it. If we were superb then yes fine you can do that but you can't do that against teams who aren't going to let you do that and you need to know how to deal with a team that's going to put 10 men behind the ball you can't just say well but we played this way and this is how we're going to play if you don't score goals you won't win the game so i i think there's a certain stubbornness arrogance maybe I mean, doesn't come across as an arrogant person, but I think. So why, why do you say arrogance? Because it's not, a, you know, he's a charming man. We say, <laughs> and I've not often heard him called arrogant. He's far from arrogant. No, but I think it's, it's. I think it is arrogant to assume that we play this way and it will work, and you know, we'll finish in the top four because we will. Well, we might not. <laughs> um, so. And to be relying on someone else not winning a game is, is, at this stage is ridiculous. So other than team selection, what else should he have been doing? Obviously, Lisa's pointed out a number of things. Well, you've you got, you got the motivation factor there. Um, I, with, with his personality, I, I can't ever see any of those players being afraid when he comes back in that dressing room that he's going to throw a complete hissy fit at them. And, and, and OK... People need to realise that you can have a hissy fit if things are really that bad. These guys are being paid an awful lot of money to play football each week, but not just to play football, to win football and to win football for Manchester City Football Club. And that is just, you know, some of the performances this year just haven't been good enough. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see if he actually did go back into that changing room and start having it out with them because they re- sometimes they bloody well need it but we don't know do we we don't know how no. he manages the team we no, don't know we how don't. Mancini did it you know and he had his I know you're a big fan Lisa of Mancini <laughs> not only is he gorgeous looking but you know I think you had your the way he wore his scarf exactly the way he wore his scarf and the everything else uh, but you know he you know he, the the view there was that he didn't have the players with him. It seems that Pellegrini seems to have the players with him, but the crowd are really quite but, split. But, but it's are it's they, really interesting. Are they really with him, given some of the performances they put in this year? And I would argue that perhaps they're not. Or it's just easy to be with him yeah. because he's not giving yeah, them a... absolutely. We, we don't know what's going on there, but there are times we've been so bad you think, well, next match, 
you, you fear for the opposition, and that's not really happened. Like, if, yeah. if that was, for example, I hate to bring them up, but if that had been United when Ferguson was in charge, they had a bad result, you would not want to play them after a bad result. Because you, know, you knew what was yeah. coming, because there was a backlash, and that just doesn't seem to happen. You could argue, and you know what I'm doing here, that you know, he won the Premier League in his first season, he's won two Cups as well, he got us further in the Champions League than we've ever been in our history, and you're saying he's been a failure. You know, and, and you know, we, we, we've got you know, an amazing fan base. You know, you know, we, we've now, the, you know, whatever, is the third largest, you know, our, our, our average attendance is the third largest in the league. You know, regularly, you know, 50,000, 60,000 every week. You know, all is not wrong here. So, so you know, I'm trying to, listen, trying to play devil's advocate and give it an opposing view because there'll be plenty of listeners out there saying, actually, he's been all right. You know, yes, he's had to work with an ageing squad. People are, after, you know, two or three seasons, are beginning to work us out a bit and get ten men behind the ball and so on. So, so Steve, you know, Premier League champions, two cups, Champions yep. League semi-finalists, all is not wrong here. No, all is not wrong. However, what you can see is that gradually, over those three years, we've gone down rather than up. There's very little improvement in the last 18 months. I would say that, you know, and that... that as a manager, his job is to continue that improvement. Yes, the first year, he won trophies. Great, fantastic. I was really pleased with him that first year. However, from there on in, there were some rather unusual decisions at, at certain times, and we, we lost games that we really oughtn't to have done or didn't find a way of breaking down teams that we ought to have done. And that I lay for fairly and squarely at the manager's door, I'm afraid. Should have stayed behind him, given a bit of a send-off, shouldn't we? Well, bit of a bit embarrassing seeing those empty stands and you know being you can, interviewed in front you, you of you can know. understand the despondency though can't you really I can understand it I think it was embarrassing to see it like that but apparently he was offered the option of not making that speech and decided to go out anyway um, I understand the people who stayed behind I don't have a problem with the fact that he wanted to but I, you can't expect people to want to applaud essentially what I see is nothing like we've been there I drag myself up and down the country I spend a lot of money on them and I know it's it's not that I'm expecting them to win everything I expect effort if I felt like they'd put in a lot of effort this season and been unfortunate and if everyone felt that people would have stayed I, I think this is just more it proves how everyone is really feeling quite despondent about the whole thing now so if we're despondent, let me turn it around and say there must be some positives in this season. As I said before, we're going to do a full season review and have a bit of a party next week. If we can all fit in the studio, I'm not sure, but we'll do our best. We'll get everybody here next week and uh, crowd around the microphone, see how many people can turn up. But can I just throw a couple of positives at you then? Yep. Uh, and the first one is Joe Hart. So, you know, there are, you know, England's number one. There have been some amazing performances. I don't think he's actually had the credit in the press uh, or amongst, you know, yeah. other people. But City fans know what an amazing season he's had this season again. Joe, Joe has been awesome this season. If, if I were being hypercritical, and this is hypercritical, I would say my one issue with Joe is his distribution. Other than that, he's one of the best keepers I've ever seen wear a City shirt. No, I totally agree. And the distribution point, I think, is probably a problem Guardiola may have with him. But we have bigger problems that he needs to solve. So (laughs) he'll keep his place. Um, You know, if it hadn't been for Hart in lots of games, um, I mean, the Madrid game would have been over and done with a lot earlier. Um, But considering the amount of change he's had in front of him as well, you know, he's he's had a really good season. Your your player of the season? Get, Get an early shout in before next week? I would probably say Fernandinho. 
I mean, he's had a couple of dodgy games recently, but overall, I think he has been superb. Um, really come on this season, and yeah, I'm, I really like Fernandinho. Would you disagree with that, Steve? Or would you I have could, him? Up I there? couldn't disagree with that. I would say the other player that I've really enjoyed watching this year is De Bruyne, amongst yeah. the others, and, and and even though he hasn't played a lot of the season you, you, you kind of get everything you have with silver you get with De Bruyne plus the fact that De Bruyne knows when to shoot and will shoot and, and generally score when he shoots as well uh, I'd agree and I, th- I suppose KDB I had down the other one I think is the, the emergence of Kelechi Hinaccio yes. as well to yeah. see a youngster come through like that at his age be given the chance and score the goals you know if we had a if we had Stato here, they'd be able to tell us how many goals he scored in how many games. But it's you know it's nine in nine or something. It's, uh, it's, it's been it's, it's more it's, than that. I think it was something like nine in eleven a few weeks yeah, ago. But okay, yeah, whatever. Before I'm, his brace against Southampton, which was a very good brace of goals. Absolutely. It's so, a good return for for the short number of minutes he's on the pitch sometimes as well. Um, and I don't mind so much that he goes under the radar a bit more than some of these other players do because I don't think he needs. I don't. The, I think the last thing you want for a young player is a lot of hype. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm, as long as he gets more of a chance next season, which I hope he will. I think his, his only um, lacking at the moment, he's just lacking a bit of strength. Sometimes he allows the ball to be taken off of him from behind. And actually, if you mm. look at the second goal on Sunday, it was a tackle from behind on Iheanacho that where they won the ball, came forward and scored from it. And, and actually, we're, we're in an attacking position and they score from that. And that, A bit unfortunate for him. I'm not having a pop at him for that. But I think if he can get that little bit of strength that goes with his ability I think he'll be a cracking player what do we look forward to with Pep then so let's try and sort of look forward and and you know by all accounts best best manager on the planet you know people say so here is you know the great Manchester City trying to put this season behind us you know we'll know by next week whether we've got uh, Champions League football or not next season in a, in a way actually just before we move on to Pep not having it could that be a positive thing could we spin that in a way that says actually not not having Champions League football could be a positive thing takes the pressure off us a little bit potentially, potentially. Is that, is that does, it, does it really matter I think that I've seen I've seen contrasting opinions on this and one of my well my main view on it would be whilst it will be disappointing not to be in the Champions League next year we haven't bet our financial future on it therefore it's not a disaster if it doesn't happen a la Leeds for example and you could argue Lisa that we haven't deserved it no I mean I, I don't think we do deserve it um do I think it's a disaster uh only if it prevents us bringing players that we want hopefully the Guardiola effect is enough to sort that problem out. But no, I don't think we deserve it at all. I, I'm not saying that United deserve it more than we do, but I, I can't see how anyone can argue that we deserve that play. So what about Pep then? What are you looking forward to most of all? The way he wears his scarf, maybe? Or are you looking forward to seeing if he wears... He doesn't tend to wear a scarf, does he? Have to... I don't think... Well, maybe he will in Manchester. That's true. <laughs> um, I'm looking for... Ho- I'm hoping to see some tactics... Just any tactics will do. Um, uh, but also, I th- I'm hoping that... And, and this might be the case if we are in the Europa. We may see more youngsters given a chance through that as well. But I, I'm hoping that he will find more ways of bringing the, some of the younger players into the picture. Because we, need, we can't just always rely on spending £54 million on the De Bruyne's of this world. We need to produce our own. So... Hopefully he'll do that. And his reputation is kind of yeah. blooding the youngsters probably more than uh, 
uh, yeah. Manuel's done. I, I would say when the announcement was made, that was one of the things that I found most positive about it, the fact that he does bring youngsters through. We've got a bit of a production line there. There's a few players bubbling under that really ought to be in the first team. The other thing I think about him, he won't accept mediocrity. He is someone who can have a hissy fit, and, and I'm sure he will. And I think the players will damn well know it if they've not performed to the level that he expects them to. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the Premier, really. That would be interesting to see what tactics he wants to use there. And finally, shall we look forward to our final game away at Swansea at the weekend? Is that something? Well, I suppose it depends what happens at the bowling ground, I think, guess, this think, evening. I think we should. There was one thing I wanted to touch on before we yeah. move on to that, um, yeah. and that was that on Sunday there was a young Arsenal fan assaulted outside the, yeah. um, outside the game when he and his father were making their way back to their car, which um, has been on social media somewhat. Um, and, and disgusting, really, is, is the only way I can describe it. A 12-year-old boy punched in the face by a grown man. That's not really the actions of a City fan, in my opinion. I think we're all shocked and horrified by him in the photo of this lad in his Arsenal shirt. I mean, when I go to away games, I like to wear my colours. And I think, you know, in this day and age, you know, a young lad should come to any ground. And and it upsets me to think that he's gone away and the reputation of Manchester City has been damaged by some thug who needs to be hauled in front of the law and and dealt with in in the strong... You know, we all would agree with. I can't think anybody on the planet who would disagree. And I believe that you, Steve, have been involved a little bit in trying to to sort of help this guy. And and you've actually... Did you say you emailed the farm? As well, I've, I've emailed the father to say that you know I was obviously disgusted with it and that anything we could do to help and I said I'd mention it on the podcast because they, they really want to find this person and, and it was a, a white minibus um, with a group of men around it and they may well have found the person by now. Um, I understand the supporters club also seem to be rallying together to pay for Emerson to come to a match next year of, of his choice, but preferably an A game, um, and treat him, you know, to, to what he should have. Because I've always found City fans to be, in, in my opinion, very approachable, willing to discuss a situation, appreciating the fact that sometimes we are crap. We know that we can accept that and take oh, well. it on the chin. And you know, I don't see why a, a supporter from another club can't express an opinion. And as, from what his father said, it wasn't a particularly controversial opinion that he actually. But even if it was, as a 12-year-old yeah, boy. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's on. It's cowardly, really. Terrible. So we wish it, we wish it well uh, from everybody on the Man City show. And uh, obviously, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll check on social media as well, and maybe we can send him a message yeah. from the Man City show as well to wish him well. So anybody who can help with that, uh, anybody got any information, um, then please get in touch and uh, via Twitter or Facebook, yeah. which is at City Podcast, and we can pass it on to the relevant authorities. So thanks yeah. for raising that, Steve, and okay. we wish Emerson well on, uh, on his recovery, and uh, thank you for doing that. Um, so, so forward to Swansea, then. Um, us, us going away final game of the season in Welsh Wales and you know it may well be that whatever we do doesn't really matter potentially to a team if, that uh, beat West Ham 3-1 last weekend which is the worrying bit about mm. it Swansea seemed to have found Didn't a little bit of form, form. Well, it four? was it four it's four yeah. wasn't it Swansea it was. seemed to have found form and West Ham seemed to have lost it so yes. on that the worst case going scenario. by that it might be all <laughs> over after tonight but um, yeah I it shouldn't matter Obviously, it does. What happens tonight matters. But um, we should still, regardless, those players, especially after walking out to a 80% empty ground after the match, should be going to prove a point. But I'm not entirely sure they will. But, you know, hopefully we'll, it will still, we'll still need the win. I, I can imagine that Billich will not have accepted the performance of West Ham last weekend and will be um, expecting them to change their uh, way of playing tonight. I would Let's think. hope so. 
Well, by this time next week, we'll, we'll know. And uh, yeah. it will be our last podcast of the season where we can get together and uh, review and look forward in equal measure. Um, for tonight, anyone, a rather subdued studio. Um, thanks to my two guests, to Lisa Rabinowitz and to Steve Cox. Thank you both for your time. This is Nigel Ropan saying thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.